If you're ready to blast through, defy the odds, and be the 1%, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to The 1% Life with Joni Dillon, where you will learn how to master your mind, elevate your sales, and live the 1% life. What's going on, rock stars? Welcome back to The 1% Life Show. I'm your host, peak performance coach and trainer, Joni Dillon. And I have a strong feeling that today's episode will not only blow your mind, but will leave you feeling completely inspired to get out of your own way and to achieve the impossible. My guest today is Matan Gavish, and he is the founder and CEO of a company called FitHit that made the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies in the U.S. for 20 2020. Matan holds a BA from Columbia University and is a former special ops soldier and Krav Maga combat fitness officer in the Israeli Defense Forces. After training thousands of special ops soldiers, U.S. Navy SEALs, NYPD, pro athletes, security teams, and world champs, and decades of working shoulder to shoulder with the best in the world, Matan believes that empowerment through training is the key to success, not just in violent situations, but in dealing with any curveball life throws our way. Fit Hit guides ordinary men and women to tap into their potential, develop a healthy lifestyle, enjoy customized nutrition, strength and flexibility programs wrapped in powerful habit building curriculum, all while learning how to handle themselves in uncomfortable situations. Matan's business was hit hard overnight in the current pandemic, and he had to make significant and an immediate pivot. His story is one of resilience and perseverance, and I'm so delighted to have you on the 1% Life show today. Matan, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you, Joni. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. So good to have you. So guys, um, I was part, I am part of a, another mastermind program and Matan popped his face in one day and, uh, as a, as a special guest talking about his story of, um, really what I, I, I like to call triumph. You may word it differently, but a story of triumph. And, um, it certainly wasn't one that came easy, uh, I believe, just because, you know, it always, we see the thing on the other side, but we don't see all of the hard work, the sweat, the perseverance, the, you know, the head banging that went into, into creating that, that outcome. And I want to get there and I'd be doing you a huge service if I didn't take y'all back back to what I believe is the beginning of um, Matan's, you know, life and that led to this entrepreneurial venture. So Matan, what led you to the Israeli Special Armed Forces and being a combat officer of all things? Uh, yeah, well, you know, growing in Israel, it's uh, hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, growing in Israel is uh, uh, everybody actually have to serve in the in the military, and um, and you know, right right out of high school. You start to try to find your path into where you're going to go in the military. I got, uh, after a lot of screening, accepted to a special ops unit. And uh, from there, I moved on to uh, take over all the, uh, creating all the combat curriculum for the unit, the hand-to-hand combat and fitness. Because I, I grew up in the, in the martial arts world. Like all my family are fighters. So I almost didn't have a choice to become what I am. <laughs> you know, like, 
there was no lawyer, lawyer or doctor in the future. Like everybody was black belts and everything. So, so that's I, very uh, unique, actually. Yeah. That's very unique. Yeah, and they're all fighters in the army, also. So I uh, love that. It was a very kind of a natural fit for me to continue uh, on that on that journey. Uh, but yeah, but this is where I I really honed my skills on of uh, hand to hand combat and and fitness. So when I came to to New York, I felt like I have something that's very unique. Once I moved from Israel to New York City, right after my service, I felt that I had something that was extremely unique that that specifically the women of New York can benefit from. When you were in the special forces, like there's a lot there to un- to unpack. Like what? did you face? What did you, I mean, what did you, what, what was the, cause we talk a lot about high performance, right? The, the mind creates the, the control of the mind, I should say, and, and being able to have, um, you know, to, to handle really difficult situations, which I think a lot of people view 2020 as an extremely difficult, um, or one of the most toughest situations or experiences of their life. But talk us Take us back to like, what is it in your past through that experience that really prepared you for now? So I think it's a good question. I, uh, what I can tell you is that one of the things I noticed, you know, through my service, but not only through my service, I had, I had the pleasure of actually training and working with other special ops units uh, globally, right? So I had my experience in the Israeli Defense Forces, but I also work with American forces and I work with other forces and with Russian forces, like I, you know, I was around, right? So I was able to see a lot of different, uh, a lot of different ways of, of, of addressing problems. And what I've noticed is that pretty much for everybody is that there is a very strong, and for us as well, right? Israeli military is very, very keen on that, is addressing a very strong mental fortitude aspect to, uh, to, to handling problems. So the lens through which you look at problems is different, right? Than than the way you look at it, than the way I used to look at it. Like before, I was exposed to that way of, of looking at things. So let me just give you like an example, right? Like this is like it's something simple, right? But it's something that I repeat all the time. I tell it to my students. I heard it very early on in my in my service, and it really made an impact on me and how I how I live life. Uh, you know, one of the first things that I heard my commander tell me, and every Israeli soldier can repeat that. Like I'm not unique in that point. Is they tell you, you know, that's what you got, and you're gonna win with that. And the first time I heard it, it was on, on something small. I think we were, like I had my, my, my little water bottle canteen thing and it was leaking. So I was telling, I would tell the, the commander, like, hey, my thing is leaking and making me wet. He's like, well, that's what you got and you're going to win with that. All right. And then, you know, <laughs> later on, you know, he put a vest and the vest doesn't really fit and he starts cutting you and you start to bleed and it's like chafing. It's like, you got to spend like, like a long time wearing that thing. And you're like, hey, dude, that's like, this thing is cutting me. Well, you know, that's what you got and you're going to win with that. So like you hear that enough times that you figure out to really not sweat the small things to the point where when life throws the big things your way, you answer it in in the same way, in the same mindset. Well, that's what you got and you're going to win with that, right? So, you know, fast forward 20 years (laughs) and COVID hits, your business takes a major hit. Right. And it's interesting because we were riding a really high wave before, before COVID. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later on. But like the most recent thing, like in the beginning of COVID, we we went from being an in 5,000 company to being two weeks away from shutting down the business. Like that, like almost instantaneously because our business became illegal. 
<laughs> we run fitness classes in New York City. It still is, by the way. You're still allowed to run fitness classes in New York City. It's been almost a year, like, oh, like nine months, 10 months since. So you get to a point that in a very short period of time, you get this thing from your CFO and they're like, well, you know, we got two weeks of cash. That's it. Like we either figure it out or see you later. So you can look at it through the lens of, holy shit, this is the worst that could happen. What's going on? This world pandemic is taking everybody down and we're also going to be a thing. Or you take out the team. It's like, all right, guys, that's what we got. And we're going to win with that. Right. And when that's the mindset, you'd be amazed the type of solutions that come when you force that mindset on people. Right. And because that's, that's what we do. Right. We force the mindset of winning, not sweating the small stuff. And when it comes, it becomes a habit to not sweat the small stuff, then you're not sweating the big stuff. Right. So that nothing can phase you anymore. Okay. Like no matter what throws you, okay, right. That's what we got. And, and, and we're going to win with that. Uh, and the winning part is Man, actually I, very I important. Right? <laughs> I love that. I love that. So that's a, a mindset that you've installed in your team. It sounds like that. Yeah, we instill it in the team, Look, we instill it in our members. We, we're going to deal with what we have. That's what we got. And we're going to win with that. We're right? win and with I it. love that installation of the word, the mental subconscious installation of the word win. Like there's no other option, right? Like we are winning with what we have, no matter what gets thrown our way. That's yeah. really powerful. Man, you said a lot in that in the last <laughs> couple of minutes here. <laughs> so I want us to, so that's a one a, an extremely powerful mindset that you developed at a really young age that's helped you do you believe you tap into that no matter what's going on no matter what goes gets thrown your way like that one frame right that you're you're seeing the world through like this is it has helped you navigate through god yeah. a pandemic? i mean this is a very like distilled way of, of looking at things uh you know it's mm -hmm. part of our training we, we break it down like way deeper there's actually like 16 points of curriculum that help you shape and see things the way I see them. And not everybody can subscribe to things the way I see them. But you know, when I lead my community, this is how I see things. I don't, I don't see anything as unattainable. I don't see anything as impossible. I don't see anything. I don't see as any failure as somebody else's fault. And I don't see any victory as luck. Uh, so a part, of, a part of that is to get people. And here's again, right? We come from the world of fitness. And there's a reason most people are overweight or obese in this country, right? There's a reason. It's because if they didn't win the, the genetic lottery, right, where they just can eat whatever they want and stay thin forever, they give up on themselves or they go on a yo-yo roller coaster, right, that, you know, they start and stop, they start and stop, and they don't get into that fight mode that can last them a lifetime that will really bring them to where they need to be, right, from a physical perspective, to, to, to love what they see in the mirror every day to really love what they see in the mirror, right? And be, mm -hmm. and be healthy, right? And not have heart problems, not have breathing problems and not have uh, knee issues and back issues because they're carrying all that, all that excess weight on them. And I, and I feel very comfortable saying that because I did not hit the, the gene pool lottery. I was a fat kid pretty much my whole life, you know? So, uh, so I had to transform myself from being a fat person to not being a fat person anymore. So I, I so I know what is the the mental the mental challenge that it takes to actually commit yourself to a life of uh, uh, of health and fitness, and it, and it is a fight. So that's and if you enjoy it, right? If you can make the fight fun, then you can get whatever whatever it is that you need.
Man, I love that. I love that. So when you came to this country, how old were you? First of all, I'm curious. 21. 21 years of age. Did you know you were going to be an entrepreneur here? I didn't know anything. I came with 700 bucks. <laughs> I didn't know anything. I came with $700. The idea alone? was to- alone or did you have your family? By myself. Wow. And I came by myself. I had a soft landing. So I, you know, when I, when I landed the first couple of weeks, but after that, I was on my own. I did uh, come here with about $700. So, cause I, I received a few offers from, from government agencies back in Israel to go back and, and serve there. So I figured, all right, I'm going to do a little trip down South in South America. I didn't have enough money to do a trip in South America. I figured I'll land in New York, find a job, some menial, like uh, whatever, something physical, right? Make some money then travel South America and then go back to Israel, which is something a lot of Israelis do, by the way. This is not something that's unique okay. to me. I never made it to South America. <laughs> I fell in love with New York within <laughs> very within mm-hmm. days of, of landing it. I felt very much at home and, uh, and uh, I immediately saw the potential in, in this place and, uh, and I wanted to be a part of it. Like, and I wanted to do it forever. So yeah. So talk, to, talk to us about what you built pre-COVID. Like what was the business that you built pre-COVID? Take, yeah. How did you build the American dream? Yeah. Uh, The American dream. It's a very, it's interesting these days, weird days. Right? To even (laughs) use that word right now. Yeah. It used to be very clear. Now the world is like, what? It did. Now it feels, you know, and it's (laughs) funny that you say that because even saying it, it was like, it felt it felt a little uncomfortable to have it come out. And before yeah. it's just what we knew, build the yeah. American dream. But I can tell you, yeah, there's a, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in dreams. Let's call it the American goal. Okay. You know? okay. <laughs> I don't have a dream car. I got a goal car. I don't have a dream <laughs> I relationship. It. I don't have, you know, dreaming means you got to go to sleep. You know, goals, you got to wake up to start <laughs> making shit happen. <laughs> you know, be awake and do it. Then dream about it. Uh, but let's talk about the American goal. Yeah, so this the way that my story pertains to it. So, you know, when I when I worked in the state, when I started here, right, the first few years, I built basically what I ended up building is a is an academy for Krav Maga, which is the Israeli hand-to-hand combat system. I picked up, uh, became really good at it in the military. I was training it in the military. So it, I had a little something that nobody else had, a skill set that I felt mm-hmm. was very unique to me. And I worked with law enforcement and like you know, all the all the tough guys basically, but I always felt that the people that really need it are the people that would never set foot in a combat school like that, right? Which is specifically uh, women that, you know, I've learned, like once I was exposed to the numbers in the US, right? Like one in six women is going to get sexually assaulted in her lifetime here. And I was like, that's like a roll of the dice. And so you have all these women that are guaranteed violence, right? Like guarantee, (laughs) right? You got seven girlfriends, one of you is going to get hurt, guaranteed. Or you get five girlfriends, really, right? For that math to right. work. And the problem is, is that there's nothing really out there for these women to be like attracted to the idea of going getting this skill set. Because for the most part, right, uh, at least the women that I wanted to help and I wanted to serve, they didn't look at violence as a good thing. They looked at violence as a bad thing, right? They didn't. They didn't go into like a like their options was started to go like a martial arts school, right? Like an MMA or Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or Muay Thai which is, it has its own very kind of like macho feel to it. And don't get me wrong, there's a, there's a ton of women that, that do that and that's great, but there's way more women that would never step foot in a place like that. 
And those women are at the highest risk category, right? The untrained and the one that will never step foot in the martial arts studio. On the other side, these women, they like to get in shape. They like to go to spin classes or, and, and you know what? They like to go to cardio kickboxing classes. They like to punch and kick, even mm. though they know that they don't actually learn anything of value in that specific class. Because the cardio kickboxing world doesn't teach you actual skills, right? You just, you know, you punch a bag and it feels good to hit right, something. Right. So what I wanted to create is a place where I can bring in the fun and the inspiration like the fun of like a kickboxing class, the inspiration of a, of, of a high-level spin class, the the boutique expensiveness feeling of like an Equinox or one of like the higher uh, higher mm-hmm. brands and a curriculum that can take a person that has never thrown a punch, despise violence, thinks violence is bad, never want to be violent, right? I want to get her and I want to get her to fall in love with the idea that she could hurt someone if wow. they try to hurt her first. So it was, kind of, it was kind of a loony idea, right? Because Yeah, so you like we, challenges, huh? I like, right? Because <laughs> they're like, why don't you train what you know to the people that want it, right. right? Like there's a lot of people, especially here in this country, where that type of mentality speaks to them. And you can go that route because, and the reason is because I think those people need it less. I feel that the need is in the section that doesn't want it, which is, I know it's insane. Like, so they were not problem aware. I mean, they are probably are not th- those. They're not, they are not problem aware or, yeah. but here's, here's, but from, from talking to so many clients over the year, right? Like tens of thousands at this point. So what I've learned is, is that it's in the back of every woman's mind. It's just there. She likes to silence it. She likes to ignore it. She likes to justify it. But when there is a creepy dude she knows he's creepy before he even said something. When there is something that's odd, I she feels, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like she feels it. Well, it's energy, right? You feel the energy. energy. Yeah, there's a very high intuitive physical reaction to danger, yeah. even before it becomes dangerous. And at that time, Absolutely. she's having that conversation with herself. Either I wish I'd known how to do something <laughs> or unfortunately, so many times, there's nothing I can do. I just need to accept reality that I am a victim. And that's how victimization happens, right? When the victim accepts the idea of being victimized, not agrees with it, but accepts it. Yeah, I, I get it. And and I, I, I can recall a couple situations as a woman walking, you know, if, if I don't have my dogs or I'm walking at night and, you know, that creepy situation or creepy man is approaching and... And in my head, I'm thinking through, so I have a former Taekwondo background from when I was young, like in high school. Um, and, but that's not something I would do, right? Like, that's not something I would resort to. Because, yes, exactly. Taekwondo wasn't designed for real hand-to-hand street combat against the, the guy that's bigger than you, right? Taekwondo originally right. was created to, you know, beat people off horses. You know, it's like high kicks and spinning and jumps. Like that's why it was created. And it's not, you know, the the weird, slightly crazy dude at the corner, you know. Absolutely. Two weeks. So I can totally relate to that feeling of helplessness, but, you know, and almost like praying that, man, I hope this goes the right way, or I gotta get my, you know, like get my tough on and and how do I psychologically psych this guy out to go somewhere? You know, like that whole mind f of like what happens in that moment what happened if and here's the thing right in reality millions of women find themselves on the wrong side 
of of that moment, right? Because they because they haven't developed the skills. So I made it like my personal mission to create a community and an environment for women to feel comfortable tapping into their real badass warrior killer that is in every woman, right? That's the crazy thing. Like it doesn't even take long to get women to connect to an extremely aggressive, extremely raw, extremely you know, dangerous place. It doesn't, it really doesn't, it really doesn't take much because it's natural. It's in our genetics, right? Yeah, like before there was exactly. police, before there was military, before it was whatever, like people had to fight for their own survival. You know, it's, it's built in. That's why it's so much fun. That's why people enjoy it so much because it's cerebral. So, um, so that was the dream, right? To create, to create that. So I originally created Krav Maga Academy, um, which was, it was great. It was an academy for teaching Krav Maga. It was called Krav Maga Academy. And uh, it probably most, hadn't been brought to the States. What? No, Krav Maga? Krav Maga. No, Krav Maga, yeah. has been, Krav Maga has been around, yeah. So when I opened my first class, there was a school two blocks away from me that's been around for 15 years. I even tried to get a job there. They wouldn't accept me. Unfortunately, I quadrupled them a year after. Project for them. But when I opened my first class, I had four people in it. All guys, by the way. And it was in a dance studio that I rented by the hours, $40 an hour to rent it. I rented twice a week. Four people showed up for the first one. Each one of them bought a friend for the second one. It grew really, really fast until I was able to get like my own space. But that was Krav Maga Academy's story. At some point, this was growing, 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 growing. And then it hit like a block, like it, like it couldn't grow anymore. And to me, it was because I haven't fully created the experience that's going to bring me the client that I want, right? Mm-hmm. That experience could not be fight base. That experience had to have other things, right? For me to get the, the, the Lululemon girl, right? The girl who goes shop to Lululemon to come and take a fighting class with me, I need to make my place and my environment different. So we built an entire transformation program, physical transformation, built on weight loss, muscle tone, muscle gain, right? So whatever physical appearance goals you have, you're guaranteed to get like that. And we also bring you guaranteed. You want to lose 25 pounds? Done. Sign the dotted line. You're guaranteed yeah. to lose 25 pounds. Just follow our lead. And we don't let anybody fall off the horse. You know, everybody gets a coach that is signed to them and, the, and a nutritionist that makes sure that nutrition is on point and a strength series to make sure that they're getting measurably stronger over time because getting stronger is very important. You know, a lot of women, they don't have too much faith in their upper body strength. Mm-hmm. And it makes them think that they won't be able to handle themselves in bad situations. So we show them that they can become stronger. Right? Just follow the lead, follow the steps. So they become... Uh, flexibility, right? Become measurably more flexible over time. And uh, and everything is being measured, right? So you have your weight, your strength, your flexibility, your community, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also learn how to do all the stuff that's going to maybe save you one day uh, when you do that. Make you a killer. Make you, right, right. So we are, I'm, we are I'm watching the, the, I'm watching the show Warrior right now. So I'm, I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> show warrior it's on, i think it's on netflix or apple tv some apple something like that anyways i i i completely am where you're at right now in your mind um in terms of the environment the ambiance and the how do we bring that woman to the space that right what we do is we make it fun right so instead of wearing those clothes and the gi and the right the kimono yeah. with the belts and yes yeah. and no we got blaring music and beautiful lights and fancy smoothie bar and you know like everything's gorgeous wow. lighting. Yeah. It's like it's like you go in there and 
and it's fun and it's beautiful, right? So that was that was the that was the idea, the transition to fit it. Okay. I decided not even put Krav Maga in the name, which was a hard decision to make, but I felt even the words Krav Maga, if you look at what it is, it doesn't represent what I'm now providing. I'm providing so much more than that. Krav Maga is a part of yeah, what we're this doing. is an experience, a community of exactly of how right? it's it's actually what it is. I mean, we always say it, it's funny, like the tagline that like oh everybody like that you're not pro they know it. it's like it's not a gym it's a fucking social movement yeah the word fucking yeah. is in the tagline oh i love it <laughs> so good what smart but that but that yeah. is a smart marketing it. thing smart marketing it is yeah but that's but that but 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 it's not just marketing you know like we wake up every day knowing mm. that any person that's going to join that's going to join what we do in a matter of weeks, is going to start looking at the world through a different lens. And it's a lens that is not being threatened by human aggression. And human aggression doesn't have to be physical, right? Human aggression is usually what stops people from advancing in every aspect in life. People don't like friction. They don't like arguments. They don't like to say no to other people. They don't like to say no, no not at work, not to their friends, right? They always think, what would they think of me if I say no? What do they think of if you're going to do that? So we make people feel comfortable with friction. We make people feel comfortable with the idea of aggression. Feeling And when people feel comfortable with the idea of human aggression, all of a sudden they become unstoppable, right? So you put, you put to that, right? The, you put into that the physical changes that they see in the mirror every day. Another five pounds gone, another 10 pounds gone. Oh my God, I got abs. I've never had abs. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a woman, I'm 38, two kids, abs. <laughs> right? Like, what the hell? <laughs> now anything becomes possible, right? Like right? so everything becomes possible. And yeah. because you see the results in the mirror, right? So like so two years ago, no, three years ago already, right? We decided that that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna build the biggest center in the world for people to learn how to become badasses, regular people, people that are not into violence. I'm gonna make the, the process fun, I'm gonna make it exciting, I'm gonna make it easy, right? Easy to enter, and we'll grow from there. So it took us two years to build the facility. Manhattan is tough with construction, I'll be honest with you. And I am not a construction, like, I don't know. Now I know a lot about it, but going into it, I didn't know much about it. So it took a lot longer than it than, it, <laughs> than it's supposed to. And then our grand opening was in January of 2020. So exactly a year ago. Actually, a year ago today, I think. During the, I think the 19th, yeah, which is when we're doing this thing. Yeah, okay. I think it's literally a year ago today. We had our grand opening party. Now, we have been working out of the construction place. This is the, this is the crazy okay. thing. For a whole year before. So while the place was being under construction, we started working. And we grew from a construction zone to Inc. 5000 level. Fastest growing companies in the U.S. Multi-seven figures. You, you got to explain living that. Living in the <laughs> dust, right? Any kickboxing place in the country, living in the dust. Wow. You know, we, we were more successful than any Orange Theory, single location, right? Orange Theory. And I knew that this is this is it. Like, we cracked the code. We're going to start replicating it, right? We're going to start opening more locations. I had an unbelievable team, staff of 32 people. They just, each and every one of them, a master uh, of their own craft. And it was just, we were riding high. We did our grand opening, even though we were kind of operating, right? And growing really fast. The party was January. In March... We were shut down. So we had two months <laughs> from the grand opening to the grand closing because COVID. Wow. Yeah. How did uh, that feel? Like, like how, okay. So what, I want you to go back for just a moment to the moment you realized that we're closing down. 
Um, I can, yeah, I mean, I can tell you exactly like how it happened. Your physical location had to close down. Like, the do physical you remember? Location had to close down. Yeah. The physical location had to close down. Uh, like, what was that feeling? What did you, what did you feel inside hearing that after you poured your blood, sweat and tears and into this retail location? What, mind you, you, we, what we haven't said, it was in the middle of Midtown Manhattan, right? <laughs> Manhattan. Yeah, 27th Street, Midtown Manhattan. Yeah, busy street. Retail. <laughs> Retail, exactly. Yeah. Super yeah, not cheap. Huge, huge investment, monetary, mm-hmm. emotional, whatever you want to put into it. So when, right. we, so when they told us that we needed to close, that we can't open anymore, uh, I can tell you that the hardest part, emotionally speaking, wasn't the location and the space, even though, again, it's a gorgeous space. I'm so private. I'm going to walk into it. I'm like, oh, wow, what a beautiful place. Like, you know, like, I enjoy like being there. I it actually, I'm, I'm very proud of it. That didn't bug me. I had to let go of about 20 people because when you don't have the facility, anybody that was connected to the facility didn't have a job anymore. That was probably the most painful part of, uh, from a business perspective of COVID for me. At no point I had doubt that we're going to be okay. Even though the bank accounts didn't say that, even though, you know, students were freezing and leaving in like droves, right? We probably went, we got, we got knocked back eight years of process, of progress in a couple, in a month and a half, you know, like. Your was students no were leaving left and right. There was, you know, obviously the pandemic and you know people living in fear of like not wanting to be around other people so they're just piling yeah. out and everybody was losing their jobs so they had to cut right. all the stuff that they, they right so all of a sudden people weren't working anymore and the first thing to go was you know the, the ancillary thing gym membership all this other stuff those are usually things that For are sure yeah when, when they're unemployed plus people have not signed up for an online program, they signed up for brick and mortar. That's beautiful. That's gorgeous. That's what up. They're not. They didn't sign up to training in front of the TV um, with a crew that has never actually done it before. Because we had to figure out how to do this online thing. So, in your mind, let me let me back up for just a moment. So yeah. you realize, like, look, this physical location has is is coming to an end. Like, it's actually illegal to operate now yeah. in New York State and right. most of the U.S. Probably at that time. And so you had to close down. And so did you immediately know our pivot must be online? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it wasn't even a, it wasn't, it wasn't even should we stay in business or not type question. It was, what is our options? Okay. Right. So there was a painful process of, of saying goodbye to a lot of people that I loved, right? I really, really cherished every single person on my team. Uh, my team was something that I was always very proud of. And, I, and everybody always com- like complimented me on, on my team. They was like, how oh, did you get such an amazing group of people to like, you know, follow you and do what you're doing? And I was like, no, I guess I'm just lucky like that. Not really lucky. I had great mentors. <laughs> Shout out to Alex yeah. Sharp. He taught me how to do that. Yeah. But in reality, right, I was, my team was something that I was extremely proud of. So all of a sudden letting go of two thirds of it was, was, was the most painful thing. But I, but, I, but I didn't fear for the future of FitHit. And I, I told you in the beginning, right? I don't know if you have it. Like our CFO told us that we have two weeks of cash runway in the bank. That's it. Two weeks, figure it out, go home. Even then, I wasn't <laughs> worried that we're not going to make it. It was just a new reality, right? So the conversation is, all right, guys, we got two weeks runway. There's a global pandemic out there. We can't use the gym. Well, that's what we got. 
Yeah, that's what we got. We, and we're going to win with that. <laughs> and we're going to win with that, right? I love it. All right, let's get some ideas up. And you know, when you get your team like wrapped around that type of mentality, where they know There's that buy-in, right? Like at this point, yeah. it's like, look, let's let. How do we get our minds together and keep this business that we love so much alive, right? And right. so you actually went to your team to help generate ideas. Yeah, my team, my team is everything. So my team, you know, I, my name is on all the awards, but it, it, my team is the ones that, that that brings it. You know, like that's the thing. I'm limited. I'm a limited individual. You know, mm-hmm. I can't do everything and I can't, and I, I can't multitask. Like I can't, <laughs> I can only do one thing at a time, but I got a team around me of people that can multitask. They can be creative. They can create, they can, they can do things and they manage to stretch themselves well beyond what I feel a lot of other teams have gone through. That's why so many others went under so many gyms went under and other companies. I think the gym industry has hit, been hit particularly hard because For it was sure. also in a way, there's a lot of misinformation as to how much gyms are contributing to the spread of COVID. And I'm saying misinformation is because it's actually not, there is no, there's no studies. There's no case studies that are convincing to show that there is any right. relation between going to a the gym. One outlet that people need to feel good, right? right? Moving their right. bodies to stay out of depression and to avoid, you know, the massive suicide rates that we've reached is we're going to yeah. shut that down. We're going to shut that down. Right. Because, because I understand the fear and I understand the logic but that logic was never backed by any science. type of science or case study or something that you can learn from. The only case study that they use is a spin class Korea. <laughs> they said there was one spin class in Korea in like January that everybody got sick in the class. So gyms are dangerous. I was like, are you kidding me? How many wow. people were in the class? Was there ventilation? Were they wearing masks? Right. Were there social distancing? Were they disinfecting yeah. things? Like all the things that we know today but I'm not going to get into that because that's, that's yeah, like boring stuff. But the reality was, right? The reality was, is that gyms got particularly hard because of that mindset, right? That gyms are dangerous. And where we, where we differ is, is that, that my team stretched themselves so much more beyond what they were originally hired for, right? So that each, each, each one of them had to now assume a whole new role and grow and learn how to do that new role to become an internet company, including me. I don't know how to be a CEO of an internet company. I mean, right. I do now, but I didn't know back then how to be a, a CEO of an internet company. So every, like, right. you have to rep. I was like, okay, this could be the worst thing could ever happen it's to really us. A whole new business. But this could be like it. the best thing that could ever happen to us, right? Like what was our growth plans before COVID? Mm-hmm. Opening up more locations. It took me two years to build the first one. I could probably do it in half the time for another two or three, right? Let's say I don't bring like massive amounts of money and people don't know how to do it better. Let's just continue doing it on my own. Now I can be in all 50 states by tomorrow, right? Like I can market all 50 states. I can bring clients from all of them and I can deliver to all of them. Now, how do we build a product that's better? So the idea wasn't to bring something that's similar to what we I did. Is love to that. that's, that's better. Okay. I challenge my team to bring maybe something that's better than what we were doing up until now. Because what we're doing up until now, well, clearly doesn't work anymore. <laughs> we're not allowed to do it. And everybody's going to go online. Everybody's going to do a class from their kitchen, you know, trying to get people to buy in. There's companies, $700 million companies that are having their instructors training from their kitchens. And I was like, this is beautiful because money is no longer a factor to quality. Or competitive. If the $700 million company is giving you the same shitty class as the $2 gym across the street, 
we're in a place where we could shine because we're the better playing than field. It, it made it the playing field equal, right? Like a the level playing field, field all of a sudden equal. Yeah, that's right. I like mean, you that's had a hundred million dollars in the bank. You didn't have a webcam and an internet connection. All you need, right. And that's what everybody had. So how do we, how do we distinguish ourselves from, from everybody else? You know, so let me give you like, here's, here's certain things that happened on the back end that were very different. This is something like that I'm super proud of. So like you look at all the other gyms, all those trainers, I mean, I'm telling you like gym, gyms that are worth hundred million of dollars, their gym, you see their trainers training from their homes, from their living room, from their kitchens, which is ridiculous. What we did is we ripped apart our physical gyms and the instructor built studios in their home that looked fit hit with the logos, with the mats, everything. We had like four or five different studios. Wow. That, so when our students went in, it felt like they were at the gym. We recreated the gym experience for them at our homes, at our bedrooms. So this is what I'm saying. Like when you have a team that stretched themselves, they didn't buy in to turn their bedroom into a filming studio, right? right? With mats and punching bags. And, <laughs> and like, like they didn't sign up for that. But that's what was needed to separate us from everybody else. Now, I'm not going to shoot on too many companies here that I felt dropped the ball <laughs> on their clients during this horrible time. You can go to their stuff, right? And see some dude training from the, from his kitchen and look ridiculous. Or you can do it to our stuff. And guess what? Our dude is also training from home because it's not, you know, you can't go to the gym. You just can't it doesn't tell. doesn't look like that. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel exactly. like that. Right? I recognize the color scheme. I know those mats. I know that punching bag. That's the punching bag that I hate when I'm in the gym. So we, we created that, like, that, that connection for them. And that was just one of, I don't know, a thousand different uh, thing that change, right? So you know, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing you say, Matan, is that you you figured out. Look, these are our new constraints. So what? How can we win? And how can we create what was a critical part of your um the what you had initially with your physical location, which was creating an experience. How do we create that experience in a digital format that still no, feels not like how we create that experience? How we create a better experience? A better experience. Thank you for that distinction. Yeah. How do we create a better experience? So what made it better? What made it better is understanding what people needed today, which was very different than what people needed before, right? Before people came to us because they wanted to have fun. They wanted to punch things. They wanted to learn self-defense. They wanted to lose weight. They wanted to do all these things. But when COVID happened, the emotions that ruled, it was kind of like the new law of the land, Right, there was four emotions that everybody felt when they lost control. Because what happened with COVID is was a was a mass loss of control. Right, all of a sudden you can't can't meet who you want to meet, can't see your family if you want to do that, can't go to a movie, can't go to a can't do can't go to a restaurant. The things that define your life, all of a sudden you feel like you have no control over them. What happens when you lose control? There's there's four emotions that always pop up. Right, first one is anger, second one is fear, third one is anxiety, uh, and the fourth one is sadness. And I don't know if you experienced any one of those four. I know I experienced all four <laughs> at some point during this. So I know that I'm feeling those emotions right now. And I thought if I feel it, and I have a very specific lens that I like to look through in life, it's very positive. And I, right. right? And if I, I, if I deal with this uncertainty in this way, I'm sure that my to-be clients, okay, like the people that I want to serve also feel that. So my program need to solve that problem. My program can't come out there with, you want to lose weight? The woman that I want to serve can't even get out of bed. You know, <laughs> like, like that's yeah. her problem today, right? She starts her day at 11. Yesterday she spends three hours on Facebook, just like scrolling. 
and you know she rolls off to a Zoom call at one, and then there's a miserable thing throughout the day. Binge eating, it makes her feel terrible, right? Weight gain, that is a lot more massive than it happened in in the past. You know, if if in the if in the past the weight gain was gradual over a couple of years, now in a couple of months, ten pounds. Oh, it's accelerated pounds. completely. Where did that yeah. come from? And then that. So, how do we create a program and product that answers their needs today? So that was that was the new goal. So, so we created a product that. that that takes you, that takes hold of you from the moment you wake up, with a like a winning to do list. You open your eyes. Don't open Facebook. Open my app. Open the Fit Hit app. The Fit Hit app is going to tell you what to do next. And then you have a list of things that you do in the morning that frames you. For, so if you had problem to get out of bed, now you get out of bed, you also make the bed. Why? First, so the discipline. I, man, I just, I love this. I love yeah. this. This is this. It's so apropos to your background, first of all, of like, you know, the military background. And, and I had to make my bed every day in the army. No, and I love it. And, and my partner and I were just talking about this last night about the need for discipline in people's lives right now more than ever because of, uh, and there's so much that having discipline and having a practice of discipline, even if it's meditating at a certain hour, um, you know, the conversation for me was around pick that time every day, not like just whenever in the morning or whenever in the, like the specific time, the specific location and having that level of discipline and how it will, you know, serve me. And I can imagine so many right. other people, whether it's meditating or making your bed or, and then tuning into the app and plugging in. I love that. That's exactly what it is. Right. So when we took over, when we took over their day, right. And that was in the beginning, right. That was like in, in April, May, we created a program that takes over their entire day. You have time now? Great. Let's put that time to use through goal setting, through what we want to accomplish, through uh, the actual, every single thing that you have to do. And then you have a class that you have to take. We made sure that the classes are live. So when they come in, they see everybody and they can communicate with everybody. But the classes where most gyms, the class was their number one thing, right? That guy from the kitchen tried to get everybody excited. We were in our client's head from the minute they wake up to the minute they went to sleep. Wow. Right. We were in touch with them throughout the day to make sure that they did the things that they're supposed to do that are on their list of to-do list. We made sure that the, the nutrition plan that they got, they actually followed it and they actually prepared the meals. They actually went shopping for the stuff that they need to get the body that they want to get the results that they want. So How do you ensure that they're doing all those things and not slipping through cracks? We talk to them every day. Wow. As a coach, that's his job. The coach wakes up in the morning. He's got a list of people. These guys have to do the things that are on the list and wow. that's all they do. What a, what a unique, um, I mean, like, so you're trying to figure out how to meditate every day at 7 PM, right? There's a coach that if you didn't check Mark meditation at 7 PM on the app, he can see what you did. If you didn't check it, you get an angry text message. What happened? <laughs> Make it up like before eight. So we brought a level of discipline that doesn't exist in the market, a level of accountability that doesn't exist in the market that makes sure that you don't fall off the horse. And it starts very simple. It starts with the small things, right? And you start doing the small things and it leads to bigger and bigger and bigger things. And some of the transformations that we see now, right? Like we've been doing it since the beginning of COVID. Our community is happy, thriving, beautiful, fit, you know, healthy. Business moves have been made. Connection with others, right? They're feeling that. They never feel alone. They never feel alone. We have, like, they talk to each other all the time. Let me tell you how deep the group has become. I've never seen it anywhere else. There was somebody in the group that started with everybody else. 
And then after a couple of months, lost their job. The community paid for their membership. Mm. <laughs> and it happened more than once without even telling them who did what. They approached us on the back end and they're like, we just heard. We want to make sure that that person doesn't, doesn't fall off the horse. And they, covered, okay. and they covered it all for them. Like the, the level of tightness is, is unreal. And it's up to us, right, to make sure that we keep giving them that next big goal to hit and the pathway to get there. Uh, tons of entrepreneurs get, get drawn to this because entrepreneurs need the discipline to not get lost in just their business. Because what happens, they get lost in the business, but they put themselves second. Not even second, like fifth. If you're a real entrepreneur, you're like the right. fifth on the list of what's important. You got your business, you got your family, your kids, da, 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 and you're like last. But dogs. <laughs> even but dogs I, are big. <laughs> your dog, right? Your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then maybe like it's you. But the, the problem with that is that you don't show up, even for the most important thing in your life, let's say the business most important thing. You don't show up for your business the way that your business deserves you when you don't show up into yourself, right? So a big thing that we, that we talk with our, with our students, the way, the, way, the way that we connect them to everything is that we force them to take control on the things that they can. Because yeah, we all lost a lot of control. But then what happened? Most, the majority of the population, when they lost control of some things, they gave up control on everything. Everything, right? yeah. Junk food, drugs, alcohol, like it's under their control not to do that to themselves. But they say, like, screw it. So that's what happened. So we gave them. So basically, we forced our people to not, not go into that spiral of, of letting, flushing everything down the toilet just because you lost control of those. Apathy, apathy, right? Like, there's a, a movement of apathy that I think is, is set across globally, just being apathetic, surrendering to, eh, whatever, you know. And yeah, so this really... It's, it's, I, it's, a, it's a victim mindset, which is it an is. extremely dangerous place to be. It's an extremely dangerous... And, and, and losing mindset to adopt. And the reason so many people adopted it is one, it's easy, <laughs> right? Because when everything goes to shit, it's like, well. Well, wait till it gets better. They're doing- Wait till it gets better, yeah. Because, yeah. and it gets easier when more people are in that mindset. For sure. We look right? for other- you get, a, you get a global yeah. shift like that, right? You get a global shift like that. And everybody around you is, is in self-pity. So you also feel like you're in self-pity and, you, and it's almost comforting to feel bad for yourself. You know, blame the disease. Blame anyone, everything. Or the fact that, right? Like there's people now that are saying the lockdown is why spousal abuse is now on the rise because people are stuck at home and more women are being beaten because of the lockdown. Really? <laughs> no, no. The man who decides to raise his hand on a woman that's all on him. That is his failure. All right? Because guess what? There's husbands there that don't raise their hand. That are on lockdown and not doing that. And exactly. they're also on lockdown. So the, what the victim mindset makes you do is it makes you blame an external factor for your own failures. An external factor for your own mishaps. Okay? And with COVID, it's easy because there's so much external factors. There are real external factors. And, it, and, it, and everybody, quote unquote, is blaming the... And everybody's doing it. And everybody's blaming it. So right. it's so easy to point at it and say, that's why mm-hmm. I'm not making the money that I'm making today. Right. It's COVID. Yes. Right? That to me is unacceptable. It was unacceptable when I had two weeks to shut my business down. Like, what are you talking about? No. 
not an option, right? Like it was an option for me. There's a lifestyle that I'm going to live and I don't care if the, you know, I don't care if the whole world goes up in flame. I'm going to live the lifestyle that I want to live. Do y'all yeah. serve men as well? It, 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 yeah, so we, 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 serve, we serve men and women. The reason that I, I keep talking about women, the kidney reason I want to draw women in is because I feel that men find their way to us pretty naturally. Like, you know, okay. they, they have no problem with the aggressive mindset. They have no problem with the taking control, with the discipline, with the military background, with the hand-to-hand combat. So they get drawn to us and we don't have to work that hard for that. Mm-hmm. But I know that the people who could need it the most, and of course it affects men in a very healthy way, in a very great way. But women, we have to, like leap a little harder to try to get them in. And it's, it's work that I am happily doing, right? Working twice as hard to get a female client than I can get a male client. Absolutely. But I do believe that a female client will find herself in that bad scenario. If I have 600 clients, if I have 600 females, 100 of them are going to get sexually assaulted in their lives. If I have 600 males, it's, it's not the same numbers. Not so if I know that out of 600, 100 are going to get assaulted, let me get as many women as I can, Right. Because I can make a difference, right? Yeah. I can make a difference in their life. I can make them into a place where they do not accept physical violence. And if they get into that place and they have the physical skills to back it up, all of a sudden they don't take shit from anybody. Like it doesn't even have to be physical violence anymore. They don't take shit from their parents. They don't take shit from their boyfriends, their husbands. They don't take shit at work. They start leveling up. They start making business moves. Stop hiding, right? They stop hiding. They stop hiding behind being afraid. So it's they're right. afraid to be I, their authentic self and to speak up and to have their voice be heard and to, you know, ask for what they want. Ask for the raise. Ask in the middle of a pandemic. Like ask for the thing. Yeah, like, not ask. Like even make it happen. You know, if it, yeah, it requires asking, is asking, but, it, but it's it's getting it. I love you know, that. It, it goes beyond asking. You know demanding it how much do you make a hundred thousand how much do you make One hundred twenty thousand. all right ask for the raise you didn't ask for the raise for 120 you want to live 120 life go open the business going to make you one hundred twenty thousand dollars. and guess what like some of the people that have followed our foot our our, our foot our footsteps basically right and, and our direction the business move that people have made over this right because they were also inspired by what we were doing so we bring the community and we actually show them what we do as a business we're very open right? i love that so on the back end we also show them look we don't just talk the talk you know, this is what we do in our business to make sure that we always win. You know, this is the this is the thing, this is the fights that we had to fight in order to come out on top. And our clients are getting wealthier, you know, in COVID, which is crazy. Yeah. You know, like we have we have clients, you know, showing off their new car, the new hundred thousand dollar car, or you know, sitting in the hot tub, whatever, like like showing off, and they're like, yeah, and the, and they go back to and they say, without this community, I would probably be sitting. And my one bedroom, drinking myself to death with my roommate, who is doing exactly that. And I've decided to own everything. Uh, but it starts with the physical, okay? Because that's the easiest thing to start getting control over, right? Okay, you can't get control of the pandemic. You can't get control over lockdown, right? You can't get control over that. But you can control what you're going to eat today, right? You can control what you're going to have for breakfast. So let's work on that. Let's figure breakfast out. Can we figure breakfast out? Great, right? You can control... In the next 30 minutes, are you going to do this workout or not? Like That's for you to do, right? The workout is at home. You don't need any equipment. You just need internet access. You have it? There you go. You got everything you need. You can control that. So we start with the easiest, right? Which is the nutrition and the workouts. Well, there's a natural craving of more. If I can do this, then what else can I do? And, what else can I do? And they're exactly. winning along the way. It's not like, you know, 
go, I don't know what, what specifically your work out entails, but you know, work out for three hours. No, that's not the intention, right. Or go run a marathon. No, that's not necessarily the intention. It's how do we get these little milestones of wins throughout the day, starting right. with making your bed in the morning, starting with, mm-hmm. you know, a morning discipline, it sounds like, right. And, and all of those. And, and, the, and the great thing about it is as they, as they get, like, once they get to that, let's say like that 16 week line, 17 week line, all of a sudden is, yeah, I can do a marathon. You know what I mean? Like, like we had people all of a sudden do marathons. They've never done a marathon before in their life. Yeah, let me do a marathon. Let me, let me see if I can do an Ironman, you know, when that opens up. Like all of a sudden, nothing becomes. Anything impossible. is possible. Everything is possible. Oh my uh, goodness. I love yeah. it. I love the it. Because you surround yourself with, this, with people with the same mindset. Because what happened, most people, everybody around them were on a decline. Right, so no matter where they were, shit happened. The world moved sideways. They started declining. If they were not exposed to a whole new community and a whole new way of looking at things, they would also decline. And a lot of people, we actually catch them during the decline. Somehow we popped on their feet or something, so they make the phone call and we force them to course correct. But I can tell you that the feedback that we've been getting, like when I say we created a better product, it's not because I think it's better. It's because the feedback that we've been getting, right? We have never received feedback. That's powerful. That was that deep. That was that powerful for, for, uh, for people. So how do we get started? Because I'm already there. Like I'm so <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to join FitHit online. And I don't even, yeah. Are you ready to join? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm totally here. Look, through this pandemic, I used to walk two hours a day. I'd go to the gym. I do, you know, walk my dog. Honestly, I too, as somebody who teaches high performance, like I've noticed that I'm con- contracting. I'm not doing as much, right? I'm not going out for those two hours. It's like barely getting out. And, and that's what we need right now more than ever is to move our bodies, to get the fresh air, to, you know, to be out there. Um, and creating connection with people, having community, not isolation, and and feeling like, man, there's more to life than just feeling like there's not right now. You know that I think that, that, that we're well, you know what, Johnny, you 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 literally nailed nailed the thing on the head. And here's the thing: everybody could use accountability. And this is what happens to people that are that are kind of like at the top of the pyramid, because like you run your own operation, you need to look at everybody around you. Who's holding you accountable? You know, like I know I run my operation. I have people in my organization holding me accountable because sure. I'm not Superman. You know, I like to pretend that I am. I'm getting awards like I, like I am, but I'm not Superman. I'm going to go fat if I'm not going to be held accountable. I know that because it happened to me multiple times in my life. I sure you, you can see before and after pictures of me, like it's ridiculous, right? Like this guy is supposed to be a fitness guy. And that's what he, that's what he used to look like. Right. But the reason that I, that I can, uh, be so confident in the, in in delivering to my to my students is because I walk the walk and I also need what they need. I am not above them in that need. My own people, right? I hired the people. They're in my organization, so I'm lucky, right? They have to do what I say. But part of their job is to hold me accountable to the workouts, to the nutrition, to to all of it. And you don't have that, so it doesn't matter that you that you that you talk about if, some, if there's not somebody holding you accountable, Johnny. Mm-hmm. And there's very 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 few people in the world, and I've met a few of them, that do not need to be held accountable to anything and they will succeed no matter what. But I don't feel like I can learn from them. And, yeah. and, and look, for me, it was change. It was like, well, not being in the gym now to like, how do I, is an online format going to provide what I want and what I get from there and from that connection or having my, my personal trainer would come to the house before and 
I've moved, like all of those things. And what I'm hearing from you is everything that I wanted, even in my gym and my experience with my trainer before in my living room. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's and what I'm more. hearing and excited about. And this is like your trainer shows up in the morning and say, Hey, good morning. Time to start the day with a really good breakfast. This is what you're going to need for that breakfast. You got it. Okay, Incredible. great. Send me a picture when that breakfast is done. I want to make sure you wow. actually the I told you to make. Yeah. That level. <laughs> I love it. You don't oh. cheat with the other stuff, right? Because you have goals and goals are more important than ice cream right now. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. Then. Uh, so I would uh, first of all, Johnny, I'd love what? to have you. Yeah, wait, man, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Definitely yeah. in. What's the next step for you guys? What's your vision with this? Um, so interestingly, we are just now rolling out um, streaming services to smart TVs. So you don't need your phone or your computer anymore. They will just like click on your on your TV. Skip the Netflix land on fit hit yeah all right so that's like the next thing that gets uh that that gets rolled out we want to make it so stupid easy to get started that like you have no excuses like you're on your sofa with your remote that's how you get started now like you don't even need to go on the computer right which was one more step that's so great so we roll out our new streaming service uh, and and yeah so the the cool thing like right now the way it is right now is is it's both live and on demand, right? So like we really love it when people are live because live is, oh, it's a little boy. Can we say hi? I'm not sure. <laughs> hi, buddy. Um, so you go live. And if you miss, you also have a huge library of on demand, right? So you can actually catch your favorite coach whenever whenever you want and you can get it on demand. Uh, so this, the streaming service is going to provide both. to will be able to do live through the TV, live, and <laughs> through the TV, uh, on demand with, with whatever, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and yeah, like the goal right now is to bring as many people as possible to square one, right? Just like, just get started. See what happens to you after seven days of being accountable to your shit. See what happens after 28 days of being accountable to your shit. See what happens after 16 weeks of being, being accountable to your shit, right? See what happens after 52 weeks, right? Which is, uh, uh, you know, our one year tier. So we have like, different tiers you know you start with a little bit we don't we don't force people to sign up for long term we don't believe in it mm-hmm. uh, we are results driven you see results you love it stick around you'll stay you don't. Yeah, absolutely we don't need to sell you on it you'll sell yourself right mm-hmm. it's so good. yeah it's been, and it's it. been uh it's been it's been powerful yeah so we managed to do it managed to pivot Incredible. and now i mean we still have the facility in new york so it's not gone forever. So when the restrictions are going to drop over there for classes, we are actually going to be really well positioned to offer both on location and online services. Okay. It's like, it's like a hybrid way of, of looking at, at delivery. You know, I mean, at some point people would want to come back to a physical gym. I know it because it's fun, right? Like there's, sure. there's force in that. Yeah. So we are going to continue with our uh, goal of opening more physical locations around the country when they have to figure out how that's going to be better than what we're doing now because right <laughs> better you know like, awesome. like what's happening right now online the level of results that we're seeing right now online is significantly better that technology the ability to connect with people fast wherever they are on a dime and not just for that one hour in class is a game changer you the really result- hit the nail on the head you hit the nail on the head your ingenuity in this the quickness of pivot and the immediacy of like okay there's no 
what, you know, it's now, right? It's now. And it, there's no question on whether we're going to succeed or not. It's we're winning where, you know, say that statement again, this is what you got, right? <laughs> That's what you got. What, what is that statement? And you're going to win with that, right? Like you're going to win with that. And that's, that's so freaking powerful, man. I, I, I love the visionary that you are and how you instill that in your team, because I mean, look, you're a very humble guy and, and you have led your team to this, you have led and created the vision and yes, they were a part of it. And we're no one without our teams. I completely agree with that. Um, and you're birthing something really beautiful into the world that is needed now more than ever. So I just want to acknowledge you for continuing your work and for not shriveling and for playing small when you had all the reasons and all the opportunities in the world to do so at a time where, you know, millions of businesses are going under. We're not getting the real numbers. We're not getting anywhere near the real numbers. And you found a way. And guys, I want you to really, I want to go back to one thing that Matan said that was so crucial in this piece. Two weeks of like he had a two week run rate, two weeks of cash flow. That means within two weeks, his business was literally going under. And that in itself would stop so many people in their tracks. That's it. We're done. We can't make it happen. How do we do this? We can't. Yeah. Let's keep the money for the two weeks and see maybe, you know, put it away. And I was like, no, right. all the money, put it into the fucking, into, you know, how do we turn that two weeks into three weeks? Into four. And that's what happened. Every, every day, our CFO would tell us how many days we have for closure. That's how we spent the beginning of this year. Like every day we have a meeting, the entire team, and every day we would get, okay, this is what our runway is right now. You know, 21 wow. days, 28 days. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, and then you get to a place where you're like, okay, all right, we're good. <laughs> like we don't have to look at that number every day right now. Like we're good. Let's think, let's look at other numbers and let's, uh, uh, let's continue working from a place of abundance and from a place of, uh, of growth and not from a place of emergency. And you hit it, what you just said, let's continue working from a place of abundance, whereas most of the world is working out of scarcity, and which is fear right now, that there's not enough resources, there's not enough um, help, support, money, whatever the thing is, um, and you found a way. So I, I really want to emphasize that as well as a key contributor to your success is that mindset. That I, frame I can of, tell you, I can, I can actually tell you, I, I remember the day that I started, that I assumed the mindset of abundance. I was broke. That was before, before everything. And somebody very wealthy told me, you make different decisions when you have a million dollars in the bank than when you don't have a million dollars in the bank, when you have $10 in the bank. You make different decisions. And then when, when he said it, I was like, but I don't have to. Like, I can make the same decisions with $0 and then it's just a matter of money like to make them happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I... Like, why would I make $10 decisions if there's a million dollar decision out there? Wow. Or if I had a million dollars, what would that decision be? If it is a, it's a better decision, can I make it? Can I make it? That, that's what actually got me started in the whole world of thinking in, the, in, in abundance is, uh, is that one sentence that somebody said to me, not even trying to get me to think in world of abundance. You're just like stating out of fact, right? It's like, you don't think the same way when you have a million dollars in the bank. I was like, for sure not. But I could, like, Nothing right. What what means thinking, right? Like, and I think it's something from thinking big, right? Like I can think big before I'm big, right? Like I can think big before I have the actual funds, and then I can figure out the money part. I feel like the money part is easy if I have the idea. 
(laughs) Absolutely. uh, That's the beingness part of it, right? And that you've heard, I'm sure, be, do, have versus most people living through have, do, be, or do, have, be, right? It's like, you are. who do you need to be first to do what you need to do and to show up in the way that produces the results that you actually want? Get what you want to get. No, that's, uh, that's 100%. Yeah. You, I, I had to grow as a person, as a human, I had to grow as a CEO. Like that is something that I, that, that had to happen um, to be able to lead a team through this. Like if I didn't spend the time growing as a CEO before it happened, I don't, I don't think I'll be able to even pro- provide my team the, you know, the, the base that they needed to bring back what they brought back, to be able to push themselves in whatever direction they needed to, to make this, to make this work for us. Like I'm, I'm looking out for even other gyms that are going under, like hit me up. Like I can help people out right now, you know? Like there's so many gyms that are going under because couldn't figure out the pivot. So I'm not going to teach you how to pivot because that's not my job, but I will take over your community and make you a partner in that community forever. Instead of losing your community, you can still Mm -hmm. make money and prosper from your community, but I'm going to be the one serving your community. And for some people, they're actually netting more, giving me their clients because they have no expenses. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. What, what What a partnership. That's offering so many people right now who just let's bring something in right now. Let us help you, you know, with the community. Yeah, because some people, they're just like they're closing and then it's done. And then their competitors, whoever stayed open, take over their community and they see exactly. zero from it. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, instead of having that, I'm, 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 I'm there to win. You know, like I'm a competitor. Like in the I love it. I love like, it. You're a fighter. You're a fighter. The word you use. This, that is, really this is where fighter, this is where the fighting is going to business, right? If a gym goes out of business, I immediately become a competitor. I can market directly to the customers of that gym and just take them, right? Or just be in the pipeline to like to, to draw them into, into my into my organization. I can do that. Like the online marketing world allows you to do that. It allows you that platform. Yeah, you can you can do that. But I feel like instead of me just coming in and doing that, I like to give the gym owner an option to cash in on his way out. You know, where basically you can still make money on your community forever. Right, you partner in the, as long as those guys pay me, you get paid, mm-hmm. and wow. you, so you can be my partner, right? Or go out of business, and I'm going to take your clients anyways. So, <laughs> so you're better off exactly What's partnering your- with me and making it easy. <laughs> right? That's incredible. Um, Man, I love know. it. What advice would you give somebody today um, who's feeling just a little hopeless? Right. I feel like hope is something that people really need right now. Or they're feeling uninspired. They're feeling like they're not themselves and they're disconnected from their purpose. They're disconnected from what it is that maybe once lit them up. What advice would you give that person? Yeah, the number one advice is to take control of the things that you can and then other things fall into place. People underestimate the power of exercise on the well-being, on the mind. You can come to Something like something like we have, right? We where we make sure that we get you out of the rut. That's our thing, right? We can get you out of the rut into a much better place. But I can tell you that if you just like listen to this right now and then go outside and run a mile, most of the negative emotions that you had are probably gonna go away. Because endorphins is something that's very real. And it breaks stress hormones like glucocorticoid and cortisol and all this other shit that makes us feel bad and gain weight and all this other stuff. But like you can combat it directly with physical fitness. And so this is something that you can do by yourself. 
is, is commit to the physical. And then the emotional falls into place and the mental goes into place. I start, I, I tell everybody, I start every crisis with a workout. Like, I don't even want to start thinking about solving problems before I put my brain in that good, happy, kind of sweaty, kind of tired, kind of puffy, kind of liking what I'm seeing in the mirror place that comes with working out, right? <laughs> yeah, don't don't attack a problem in, in, a, in a sympathetic state, right? Like, yeah, you if know, you feel miserable and now you're trying to tackle whatever it is that makes you feel miserable, it's harder. Yeah. If you feel awesome, empowered, you just conquered a thing that's a physical thing. Right. You already won going into the problem. Think about that. Like what you just said, it's like, you've already won because you just had you're already you're starting, with win. starting with the win going into it. So naturally your psychology, your thinking is different. You're accessing yeah. thinking that's outside of the box, right? First thing Albert, did, one of my favorite quotes of all time. I don't know if you've heard this one, Matan, but it's um, Albert Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created the problem. Oh, interesting. I haven't heard of it. That's a good one. <laughs> and it's a really, it's about thinking outside of the box. The problem was created. The, the problem that you have is in the box. You're in the box. So how do you get out of the box? And yeah. I believe it's really key. To, the key to that is changing your environment, changing your community, changing your routine. And this yeah. is yeah. pretty and awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully we can have you back on the show um, after I get some, some awesome results myself and really start. Um, yeah. That's great. Tapping into yeah, so we can, yeah. And I don't know where. How do we connect with you, Matan? So I'll probably give you a little link for people to uh, click cool. on that could be yeah. available somewhere up there. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes on the podcast, guys. Just go to the show notes. It'll be there. Um, what's the, the name? Show. And so it's Fit Hit, F-I-T-H-I-T is the name of yeah. your company. They can find you also on Instagram. Uh, I wrote it down at Matan's Method, is it? Matan's Method, yeah. Look at that. Matan's with an S M A T A N S Method. Um, that's his handle on IG. And then we'll give you a link if you are interested in, in signing up with this, what seems to be an incredible, incredible life changing experience. It is. It is. And I can't, uh, uh, and if I end up meeting some of you in person, for sure, uh, I would be, I would be delighted. Just make sure to let me know Joni sent you. I love it. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Matan. This is an incredible episode. Thank you for being our guest here on the 1% Life Show. And man, it was awesome. Cheers. If you enjoyed today's episode of the 1% Life, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast and make sure to share it with your friends. We'll catch you next time.